Hello Digital World, welcome back to another episode of Spliced In Later. Today I've got another movie review for you, I'm very excited to bring that to you. But before I get into it, I'm just going to give you a little bit of announcement to everybody listening out there. Uh, you may or may not have noticed, depending on how often you tune in when these episodes are uploaded, that there was not a new episode on Tuesday. I didn't really announce that there wasn't going to be, it just didn't come up. Uh, just to let everybody know, I've, uh, there's some stuff going on at the moment which is uh, rather personal, which may or may not impact my frequency of uploading episodes in the future. I'm trying really hard to get back to a point where I can start doing that again, but in terms of my enthusiasm, it has waned a bit due to circumstances that I will not elaborate on at this particular point. So... Moving forward, though, when I see new movies, I will try extremely hard to get the reviews up for you ASAP because I know if people are out there wanting a review for a movie before they see it, it helps if I don't upload it two or three weeks after the movie has already been released. But in terms of the usual Tuesday week-by-week -week episodes, they may not come as frequent or as enthusiastically as usual at least at least for a little while i don't know if maybe it's a couple of weeks or a month they may come sporadically they may come every other week i'm not sure we just have to wait and see so to all the people out there who do listen to me frequently and i know that's very few of you and to those few i once again say thank you for always tuning in don't be alarmed if it seems like the episodes aren't coming as often as usual it is not me giving up on the podcast it is not me getting lazy or anything like that we will get back to a point we were before but just to give you a heads up because i don't want to be announcing every week if i haven't got an episode up i don't want to be like hey everyone no new episode this week just something to be aware of but considering i saw a movie this week and i'm probably going to try and see a movie next week you'll still get a couple episodes of spliced in later in the next couple of weeks so it may be a moot point but thank you for your attention, thank you for your patience, thank you for understanding, and hopefully I can get back to you soon with that, because I do really want to talk about the Bronze Age of Disney, it's an interesting year of movies, or era of movies, that I want to get into. But for now, we're keeping things light and breezy and simple, with a review of a movie that I was supposed to see 14 months ago, before the end of the world happened and all movies everywhere stopped for a good good long time yes tonight i saw a quiet place part two now as if you are frequent listeners to this show you will know that this is probably a surprise to you to know that i went to a movie theater to see a quiet place part two that i was even anticipating this movie because me and horror films have a love-hate relationship i've said it before in the past i like horror films if they are tense and disturbing in ways that are scary to concept. I don't like the movies which are just jump scares, just trying to startle you and get your adrenaline up because I don't like that. I don't like feeling like that. I have a heart attack even thinking about it. I understand that in some horror movies there are a couple of jump scares. I will allow them because it's an unavoidable point at this stage, but I do appreciate the classic, iconic horror film. Apologies, you can probably hear Winston playing with his little ball in the background there. His little toy ball, not his own balls. He doesn't have them anymore. Haha, <laughs> like a sidetrack. Anyway, the iconic horror films like The Shining or its most recent Doctor Sleep adaption, Halloween, The Thing, Alien, 
all of those movies, they're good horror films. They have their bits of jump scares in there, but they're good films, and I respect them, and I like them. That also being said, I watched those movies in the safety of my own home on a Sunday afternoon with the light streaming in and the blinds wide open. So even if there are jump scares, I don't get terrified. Now, the original Quiet Place came out in 2017, I think. Might have been later, I'm not sure. I'm sure it's listed on my top 10 movies of something or another at some point. I did appreciate that movie. I liked the concept of it. If you're unfamiliar with what A Quiet Place is, it's a very unique concept and idea taking that tension of no sound to introduce a world that has been overrun by monsters who hunt by sound. So if you make any sort of noise, they find you and they absolutely shred you to pieces. It starred a family with John Krasinski as the father, Emily Blunt as the mother, their eldest daughter, played by Millicent Simmons, who is a deaf actress, and she's wonderful playing a deaf character. I like to see stuff like that in movies. Representation, it's great. There's another kid, uh, I think it's Noah Jupp, Jupp, who plays him. Apologies, I don't remember anyone's actual character names, because it's escaping me at this point, and I haven't done enough research. Anyway... The four of them have managed to operate a system where they can move about this world silently and effectively stay alive. But Emily Blunt is expecting a baby, and we all know babies make noises. So John Krasinski is trying to find a safe place, a safe haven, somewhere they can go where they can be safe and make noise. There's family tension, family drama, but what the movie really plays on is the tension of not making sound. It's very quiet. I'm told that if you went to the cinema and went through this experience that you could hear a pin drop in the movie theater, everybody was on edge, and then just the simplest sounds, the rustling of leaves, bottles clanging together, a dog barking, anything like that, and then suddenly the monsters would come out. And much like Jaws, what made the movie so tense was that you did not see the creatures until right till the end of the movie. They were the unseen threat, and what you can't see allows your own mind, your imagination, to imagine what it is that's hunting these people, and that can be more scary than the actual thing when you finally see it. But again, I did not go see A Quiet Place at the movie theaters. I eventually, maybe two years after it came out, got the courage to watch it at home on a Sunday afternoon with the lights on. And I appreciated it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. The tenseness definitely worked. I said at the time when I watched it that I wish I probably had gone to the movie theaters to experience it. Which is why when it was announced that a sequel was coming out, A Quiet Place Part 2, directed by John Krasinski, I was like, okay, I'm going to overcome my fears and I'm going to go to the cinema and experience it. And I was absolutely terrified and tense in March 2020 when I bought those tickets and four days out I was panicking. I was like, those jump scares are going to get me in the movie theater. I'm not excited. If only something would come up that would postpone watching this movie just for a little while. Well, you'll never guess what happened. I got my wish, but not just for A Quiet Place, for every movie in the whole of 2020, essentially. So here we are 14 months later, and I have finally gone to see the movie in the cinema. And what do I think about it? What's my overall opinion? I enjoyed it. I was apprehensive about watching it beforehand because I was worried that A Quiet Place would fall into the trap that so many horror franchises have fallen into before, whether it's Halloween, Jaws, anything like that, where a movie, an iconic horror movie that works on a very simple premise, is just 
drawn out and done to death in about six or seven movies after where they just hammer home the same thing but the quality of the movie gets less and less as you go forward because they extrapolate on that thing that made the movie so good but they don't understand that less is more there's this confusion that people want to watch these movies because they want more grotesque violence and jump scares and all of that so that's where I thought this movie might begin with it would be that long thing that would turn a quiet place into the next big horror franchise with big more spectacle more jump scares more very horrible violent killings all of that stuff and I'm happy to say that basically a quiet place part two is just a quiet place one with just some more scenes added at the end essentially it picks up immediately after the first one ended the family now uh, have operating on some clues that they have learned that there may be other survivors out there in the world beside them that they can go look for for help and maybe there is a safe place in the world the movie then splits everybody up in a very interesting turn of events but keeps the plot going for each split up character that you meet so essentially you are constantly cutting back and forth between two storylines i found that a little jarring at some points because it seemed like some stories were more interesting than others and jumping back and forth was getting my head a little bit or turned around but then eventually the tension for certain scenes started to play off each other and i didn't mind it so much right off the bat everybody in this movie again is great emily blunt i'm surprised to say is not the star of the movie that i thought she would be i thought she would step up as the big badass heroine of the movie protecting her kids the gun the basically the end of the movie the first one set up that she was going to be a one woman warrior in this one but she's essentially not she has some couple of badass moments but really who steps up in this movie is millicent simmons playing the eldest daughter she very much takes on john krasinski's role of that person who's looking for hope a way out uh, salvation for the family she goes on a dangerous journey of her own to follow some clues which is very it reminded me in essence of that last of us video game or the most recent logan film which is just a, a young a young empowered female girl who is stepping out of her comfort zone into a war-torn ravaged world with monsters everywhere and she has to use her own smarts and ingenuity to survive and she's great she's her hopeless hope her optimism her her bravery her need to to help her family and find some sort of relief in this crazy world is endearing to what she's very likable protagonist and she's portrayed wonderfully by millicent simmons and i was really happy to see her take on such a large role in this movie her younger brother also has a bit more to do a bit more of a prominent role in the movie but unfortunately in his terms he fell into the trap of doing stupid things so that danger would happen which unfortunately turned his character into the putz into the the fool into the idiot who causes bad situations to happen to him so that's unfortunate but he does get his own little badass moment which is nice alongside the family is our only real other main character in the film is killian murphy playing a character called emmett Killian Murphy is always great in everything he's in. I love him in Peaky Blinders. I've loved him in all the Christopher Nolan movies. He's a great actor. And what's great about the character of Emmett is that he is the complete opposite of what John Krasinski's character was in the first one. He is an enigma. He is intriguing. He represents what the human race is 
in this world outside of our main family. Somebody who has suffered, someone who has had to try and live in this world, but who has lost so much and has given up on their faith in humanity and helping others that the idea of sticking their neck out to help other people, the idea that there is even hope in the world is just a ludicrous idea. It's just look out for me, survive, stay away. He gets wrangled up into the, the adventures of this family and he starts having to help them whether he likes it or not. And the, the interesting part about his character is the movie tries really hard to let you decide, to let you wonder. He's a bit of a mystery. Is he going to help other friends and family here? Is he going to do the right thing? Is he a hero or is he, is he only out for number one? What's, he eventually, what's, what's his overall goal? What's he going to do? And that's really good. He plays that in a way so you sort of, you like him, you understand him, but you're wary of him. And I like characters like that that are just not the pure white knight. Somebody who, while you think may do the right thing, you're also prepared for the fact they may turn tail and run. and You may never see them again, which makes for some interesting points in the movie where you really don't know if he's going to do the right thing or not. Aside from that, there's really no one else in the movie besides these main characters, which is great because they hold the movie on their own. But as much as with the first movie, the the character development, the relationship between these characters, the emotion intensity that they portray to each other when they're talking to each other, when they can talk to each other, is great. Unfortunately, the only issue I really have with this movie is a big issue, and that is that, as what happens with a lot of sequels, it loses a lot of the tension and what made the first one so unique because we have already seen the first film. A Quiet Place is a very interesting, tense, dramatic film because, as I said, it was a world we didn't know anything about and it was a mysterious world. It was also one of those movies where if you try and think about it too much, the logistics of the world probably would tend to collapse in on itself, especially how people can actually operate in this world. What sounds can you make? What sounds can't you make? But you let it go because it was just a fun little 90-minute horror film that you would never have to think about again. But by making sequels and expanding on this world and the way people operate and these monsters themselves, you have your mind again starts thinking back to, okay, how does that work? How does this work? And again, your brain starts to go, well, hang on, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. If you can turn your brain off and just just try and appreciate the film the same way you appreciated the first one, you do tend to realize though that what made the first one movie work so well was the unseen terror of these monsters. You didn't see them till right at the end. So naturally with this film, you can't do that again because everybody knows what these monsters do look like. So you, there's no tension there. There's still the tension of whether they'll come get you, but you don't have your imagination deciding what these creatures look like. In that essence, the movie tends to lean more into the aliens territory, which is where, for example, the original alien played off the mystery and the horror of the lone xenomorph by aliens it went okay you've seen the xenomorph it's not scary to have it hiding in the shadows because you know what it looks like but what about if there were hundreds of them all the time coming at you which is basically what this is it's monsters galore i don't think there's really a moment that goes longer than seven minutes maybe without these monsters coming out for an attack or a skulk or a sniff or (laughs) or anything like that they're still terrifying and they're still not great to see you don't want them to show up in the movie and start killing everybody but as a result of that the tension there is sacrificed and because this movie essentially is a part two and it's just the continuing story of a quiet place and the movie is shot and 
played out like with the tension of the first film, you are going to find yourself comparing the two. And in that essence, you will very much know how the first one is just a little bit superior than this one here. Again, another annoying thing about this film and trailers is that every trailer, if you've seen a trailer for this film, and I'm sure you have because they've been showing trailers on and off for this since March 2020, there's a really great bit at the start of this film, which is a flashback to the very first day when these monsters attacked the world, essentially. It's still pretty good. It's still, there's a lot of intrigue and mystery. You still, by the end of it, don't really know where they came from or what, what did they come from outer space? Have they grown on Earth? Did they come from a lab? Who knows? Nobody knows. But most of those scenes have been shown in various different trailers, which is very annoying. I would have loved to have opened the movie and been shocked to see this and to have it all unfold. But since I already saw most of it unfold in sporadic cuts on different trailers, I just I sat there going, okay, cool. Are we going to see anything new? If not, I would like to just get to the main story, please, because I know this is just the prologue. So again, this is me not so much criticizing the movie, but the marketing campaign. I know it might have hurt, been hurt a little bit by COVID and having to put it off till this year, but... You know, you already showed one trailer with this stuff. Don't keep showing it. Anyway, that's my two cents on that. Overall, I give this movie a solid 7 out of 10. I enjoyed it. I had a great time with it. I enjoyed the cinema experience of it. I think people who have already seen A Quiet Place won't enjoy the cinema experience as much as I do because they've already done it before. And I think this movie doesn't really add anything new to that experience. I think... It is a fun continuation. I like that it didn't fall into the trap of going overboard with the spectacle and everything. I really enjoyed the characters. I really like Emily Blunt and the family, Millicent Simmons specifically. I liked Killian Murphy's addition to the storyline and the mystery of his character. But overall, it, it's sort of just more of what we got before. So it doesn't do anything to stand out as a superior film for a superior sequel. It doesn't add anything extra that we didn't sort of already know, whether it was what the monsters are doing or finding hope in this ravaged world. The movie does the exact same thing as the first Quiet Place and does just cut off as well. So you get this big final action spectacle, but then you don't get a wrap-up of that. You just get a jarring whiplash where the credits roll and the lights jump on. I know that's how the first one ended. I assume they did it because they're planning to make a third one, but... I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy that does like movies to wrap up unless there's specific reason to just suddenly stop. Don't do it. Movies need an ending. Movies shouldn't just go build, 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 climax, done. It's, it's the Transformers trap. It's the Transformers trap where you just have a movie and then you don't. It does sort of go, I don't feel like making a movie anymore or I don't really know what to do now. Let's just finish. But if you liked A Quiet Place, you will probably like this movie. I highly recommend it for my usual, this is a horror film that doesn't rely on jump scares, especially for a film like A Quiet Place where they rely on the tension of the quiet. They don't fall into the trap of using jump scares to scare people. They focus more on family drama and tension. This is more of an action spectacle movie a la Aliens to Alien. I appreciated it. I'm glad I finally saw it. I'm glad I went to the cinemas and saw it. I think it's okay. I just don't think it adds anything new to the world. But people will have to go to these films and make up your own minds. I'm just 
giving you my two cents, and my two cents could be wrong. My opinions may be very different to yours. So, if you are looking for a movie to see this weekend, go see A Quiet Place Part 2. Cruella is coming out next week, so I assume it will take up quite a lot of cinema resources as well, which means this movie may or may not vanish before you have a chance to see it. I know there's some legal battles going on at the moment about the limited theatrical run that this movie is going to get, especially because it is only being shown in cinemas and is not on streaming. So if you've got some time, it's only a 90-minute film, and I think you'll have fun with it. I know I did. I appreciated seeing it, and I think it's good. There you are. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed. Sorry that my usual review is a bit flat, as said, just building up some momentum to get back into the swing of things, and it will probably take me some time, but I'll, I'll get there, that's for sure. As I said before, though no one really does, if you feel like letting me know what you thought of A Quiet Place, feel free to let me know in the comments on YouTube or whatever. If you disagree with me about whether this is a better or worse film than A Quiet Place, if you think this film shouldn't even exist, I'm always happy to for people to reach out and let me know that. Uh, otherwise, enjoy going to the movies to see it, and I hope to check in with you next week, at the very least, for a Cruella review, because I, I hope to go and see that next week. But until then, stay safe out there, everybody. Be kind to one another. I love and appreciate you, as always. You've been spliced in later. Adios, muchachos. I'll catch you next time. <laughs>